Hey, hey, everybody. It's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I, I, that's at I am Nairby. There's probably a lot of people like searching for Nairby, just Nairby on Instagram and Twitter. No, it's at I am Nairby, I-A-M-N-A-I-R-B-Y on both of those platforms. It's probably why I haven't gotten a bazillion followers. I mean, bloody hell, I'm, I'm, I'm sexy. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that on those platforms. Plus, uh, I'm also Nairby uh, trying to think of something else to say. It's time for another episode of Bayside, buddy. This is episode 23. And before we, we before we go on with it, I just want to explain. We're probably going to be half-assing the remaining episodes of Bayside, buddy. Because for those listening now, 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 these days, or in the future, it is currently COVID times. And I work in broadcasting, which makes me an essential worker. And I cannot do my job from home. And 26 years with my current company, I am in heavy demand, which means I don't get much time to do very much. So, for, so for the remaining remaining episodes of Bayside Buddy, we're going to be like doing bullet points of the episodes. I'm going to try to go into as much detail as possible, but not as much detail as I usually did. Whereas I basically previously would just write out pretty much the entire script like a dumbass. Anyway, today we are checking out Say by the Bell Season 3, Episodes 11 and 12, starting with... Episode 11 entitled Pipe Dreams. This was a classic, an excellent episode. Air date October 26th, 1991. We start at Bayside in science class and the science teacher, Dr. Phelps, who we've never seen before and we probably don't, don't see again until after this episode. He's showing off some of the animals from the pond behind Bayside. Lisa is given a turtle, a little turtle to hold on to because, you know, her name is Lisa Turtle. And, but she's grossed out. She's grossed out because of how slimy it is, and I agree. I'm not a fan of reptiles either. So she passes it off to Kelly, who thinks the turtle's cute. Zach arrives, and he's got in hand. He's got an injured duck in hand or in arm, and it uh, apparently it was Zach's fault. After he hit a home run, and the ball hit the duck, and uh, he, he, was, he was very arrogant. He was. You see, go back and watch this a little bit. Zach just shows up, and he's just like, "Yeah, man." Well, I was playing baseball outside, and because I'm so friggin' awesome, I just launched one into another orbit, and it hit this duck, man. Ego punk. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Screech, uh, upon hearing, seeing that this duck has been injured, he says, Aw, he should have ducked. <laughs> Dr. Phelps says the duck will be okay, and Zach asks if he can take the duck home since it's Friday, and the teacher says okay. And they went and go out to the hallway where Zach has uh, put the put little the duck in the cage. He's hanging with Screech. Belding suddenly appears and we, we find out that Belding has named. He knows the duck. Belding and the duck are friends, I guess. And uh, he calls the duck Becky. And he says that he feeds Becky and the other ducks in the school pond all the time. And Belding has to head to the office. Or he has to, sorry, he has to head off to the football field as the school is putting in new goalposts. Screech also has to leave as he says that he is the H2O distribution engineer. <laughs> A.K.A. the water boy. <sighs> ah, Screech is awesome. Zach takes Becky the duck to the max. And I saw this and I was thinking, me, me I, am a, I am a licensed certified food handler. I, I took the test. I took the class. Basically, you have to know how to handle food, how to make sure it's not contaminated, avoid health violations. I am certified 
And I saw this scene and I was thinking, they have a duck, a live duck at the max on one of the tables. And I was thinking, uh, a health violation, anyone, but whatever. Anyway, Kelly fawns all over Becky the Duck. Slater then comes running in to tell the gang that while the new goalposts were being put up, they hit a pipeline while drilling, and oil came spilling out. Jessie's not happy about this news because she is, after all, Jessie Spano, the environmentalist, the feminist, and every other ist you can think of. And she says that what happened, she says that that's what happens when man alters the environment. And Slater tells her to chill out because it was a chick digging the hole. <laughs> His words, not mine. Lisa says that it's too bad they didn't strike oil for real. And everybody agrees. And then we get the first dream sequence that we've had in quite a while. Today is our history midterm. Mrs. Kearns, I do believe you are forgetting the rules. What rules? The rule that we're rich and there are no rules. <laughs> you rang, sir? Yes, nothing. Dismiss this teacher. She tried to make us learn. How? Dare you challenge these young minds with schoolwork? If you want to teach, well, then go to a cheap school. Now go on, shoo. Shoo! <laughs> Good work, Belding. Here's a thousand dollars. Now go take an old lady to Magic Mountain. You're too kind, Master Slater. <laughs> well, I'm off to the hounds. Lisa, would you care to join me? No, AC. I'm going to shop. Are you going to the mall? Perish the thought! When you're rich, the mall comes to you. <laughs> I'll take both outfits. Yes, and I'll take both girls. <laughs> Why should I go to the hounds when the foxes are right here? Sally, <laughs> up. Are you comfortable, Miss Jessie? Quiet, Belding. I'm tracking down environmental polluters. I'm going to tie their noses to exhaust pipes until they go solar. <laughs> well, then, would you care for some lunch while you change the world? Yes. <laughs> Here's your order from Shea Kelly. Shea Kelly? What happened to the Max? I renamed it when I bought it. <laughs> Who cares? I'm hungry. Give me my food. Don't talk to me like that. I'm the richest waitress in the world. I'm as rich as you are. Not since Kelly got married. Where's my husband? <laughs> my darling. Let's all go to the beach. The camels are ready. It's polluted. Oh, not this beach, my little desert flower. The big beach. They just bought the Saudi Arabia. But you can't just leave school. Belding, we're rich. When it comes to school, you have got a lot to learn. <laughs> I love it. Slater was great in this scene. <laughs> Especially when he was savoring the tea and doing the little things with his mouth. And then later on, near the end of the little scene, he, he's got that Slater strut. And when he walks away with one of the uh, the, the models, oh. <laughs> you see, uh, you see the, 
if Slater, you know, I want to punch him in the face because he's look. I mean, look, even now, the dude looks. Mario Lopez looks even better now than he did back then. For crying out loud. But that that little strut because it's so funny. I think it's hilarious. It grows out. I love the Slater strut. <laughs> anyway, and it was also interesting how Kelly married Screech in the in the uh, fantasy instead of Zach. But uh, I guess it's because uh, Kelly and Zach are still just friends. But you know, maybe they'll get back together. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll get maybe they'll get married in Hawaii someday. Who knows? Anyway, Screech arrives with his clothes all covered covered in in black goo. And he tells the group that they did, in fact, strike oil. And the school is now rich. And everybody heads off to check things out, and we get a commercial. And after the break, we see an assembly being held in the Bayside Auditorium where they are going over the future plans. Belding has brought in a representative from an oil company to go over what will be happening. Jessie, because she's Jessie, she's an ist. You know, she's an ist. She's an IST. Well, not the bad ists. She's the good ists. She's, she's an ist. Anyway, she doesn't like the oil drilling. And she wants to find alternative energy sources. I, I, I tell you, man, this character belongs in the current day. So I haven't watched any of the current finger quote reboot of Saved by the Bell. But I heard, I believe uh, Elizabeth Berkeley is in it. So she definitely belongs in the current day. She This character was way ahead of her time. Anyway, the oil representative says that they're currently exploring other alternative energy options. But until they become cost feasible, they're just going to stick with the oil, which everybody is cool with except for Jesse. We then go to Zach's house where he's hanging out with Screech. And they're chilling with Becky the Duck. And Zach is really taking the Becky. And then Jesse arrives. Oh, hi, you cute little thing. Oh, you're pretty cute yourself, Mama. <laughs> Please. Zach, I want you to sign this petition to stop the oil drilling. Stop it? Oh, you can't be serious. This oil's been the best thing that has happened since I started school. Oh, not counting the time we put the periscope in the girls' locker room. That was you? Yeah, Zach was Skipper and I was the Gilligan. <laughs> Jesse, you look great in a towel. Now drop it. Zach, I'm asking you as my friend. I need your signature on this petition. How many signatures do you have? Well, so far, one. Jessie Spano. Oh, I know her. That's me, Dopus. I'm sorry, Jesse. I really don't agree with you on this one. I mean, this oil will benefit everyone in the school, and the kids will come after us. Will you at least read the research that I dug up in the library? Hey, Jesse, you really shouldn't be digging up in the library. I mean, the oil's under the football field. Quiet, little weird man. Zach, oil can do a lot of damage to the environment. Please read it. Okay, okay. I'll never forget how you looked in that towel, babe. <laughs> yeah, Screech was awesome here. Dustin Diamond, rest in peace, brother. You can't have this show without Screech. Love him. Anyway, after Jesse leaves, Zach prepares to turn in for the night. Screech takes off, and Zach bonds a little more with Becky the Duck. He tells her that he'll come visit her at the pond all the time. And we then go back to school on Monday. And Zach tells Jesse that he hasn't read the petition yet. Jesse's not happy about this as she's the only one who seems to care about the whole drilling issue. Kelly, however, is 50-50 for the time being. The science teacher, Phelps, arrives to announce that it's time to return the animals to the pond behind the school. Lisa has taken to the little turtle. And then, and then we hear some loud noises from the oil drilling outside. 
Jesse and Kelly don't like what they hear, but Zach and Slater tell them to chill out as all they're doing is drilling a test drill or a test well. The students then leave to return the animals. And later on, Jesse, Kelly, and a nerd dude, who we find out whose name is Franklin, they've chained themselves to a mini uh, oil rig, uh, you know, those big uh, cone, you know what I'm talking about. They look like big cones when you see oil drilling, the big metal things sticking out. We see that Jesse, Kelly, and nerd Franklin have chained themselves to one of these, mini, a miniature one, obviously not a big one inside the school, but, a, but about a six-foot-tall one inside the school hall, and they're chanting slogans. Zach arrives, and he wants to know what is going on here. And this is when we find out the nerd guy's name is Franklin, and he says that he doesn't care so much about the whole oil issue as he just wanted to be chained to the head cheerleader and the school president. I don't blame him, because uh, Jesse and Kelly, awesome. Zach tells them that they're being crazy, and, they, and uh, well, as they're chanting more slogans, and this is when Belding arrives, and he also wants to know what's going on here. And Belding demands that the protests stop, and Jesse refuses. Belding then threatens to suspend them all if they don't, go, if they don't stop and head to his office right now, and he leaves... Lisa then runs in and alerts everyone that there's been an oil spill and there's oil everywhere. And we get another commercial break. After which Zack and Screech are in the boys' locker room getting ready for gym class when Slater arrives and he's covered in oil now. And he informs Zack and Screech of the oil spill because Zack and Screech had not heard about it yet. They suddenly start to panic as what about the animals in the pond? And they decide to run off and... Check in on Becky and uh, Turtle and uh, everybody else. We then dissolve to later on when Zach arrives to science class to speak with Dr. Phelps. Dr. Phelps? Dr. Phelps, we need your help. What is it, Zach? There's been an oil oh. spill. It's terrible, sir. Look what happened to Becky. Please, Becky. Oh, it's okay. The poor thing. It's okay. Please, sir, show us how to clean her off. It's okay, Becky. She's not moving, Zach. I know she's probably in shock. Just please help us, sir. Well, I'll do what I can, Zach, but... Zach, Becky's dead. No. No. Oh, please, give it... Come on, Screech, just clean her off. It's okay, Becky. We'll clean you off. It's no okay. use, Zach. I don't believe that. Come on, Becky. Zach, I wish there was something I could do, but it's, it's too late. You guys, I heard about the pond. Oh. Zach, I'm so sorry. It's terrible. Should've listened to you, Jesse. Sorry, Becky. It wasn't your fault. Don't worry about Becky, Zach. She's where the oil can't hurt her now. Very good scene here. A powerful scene here. I mean, even I felt a little choked up, especially when when uh, Screech consoles Zach. Because uh, not because it was just a powerful scene, but because of especially with the recent uh, passing of Dustin Diamond. So this was uh, this is quite something. This scene, very very uh, emotional, very well done. We then go to Belding's office, where Belding tells Zach and Jesse that accidents happen because they're they're Zach has now joined Jesse in the uh, crusade to stop the drilling. Zach and Jesse want Belding to stop the drilling, but Belding is conflicted. Slater, Lisa, and Kelly arrive. And uh, they're covered in oil, and they tell uh, Zach and company that they got to the pond too late, and all the animals there are now dead. Zach begs Belding again to at least talk to the school board. Belding says that he'll try, 
but it'll take more than a few dead animals to change their mind. And we then go to the oil representative showing off a model of what the future Bayside will look like, including moving the football field to a new location, which, which he reveals is where the pond, well, now used to be. So they're going to build a new football field over the now oil-covered pond. And now the students don't dig this idea. They don't dig the whole drilling thing. The oil representatives uh, tell the parents, as after one of the parents asks about the cost of everything, the oil rep tells them that the plan will cost taxpayers nothing. The parents like the idea. They give a little applause. But Zach then stands up and he says that that isn't true. And the school board will be partners in building a beautiful new bayside. It will cost you nothing. True. What do you mean, young man? Mr. Belding, may I have the floor to make a presentation? You got it, Zach. Ladies and gentlemen, now I may only be a high school kid, but I've already learned that you never get something for nothing. Everything has its price. Now, Mr. Grayson, this is a very beautiful model, but uh, where are the oak trees behind the library where we used to have lunch? Well, you can have lunch in your brand new state-of-the-art cafeteria. And where are the trees? Well, I'm afraid we'll have to replace them. No, you mean cut them down and put up an oil derrick. But that's not here on the model, sir. Well, yes, of course, it will be derricks. Sort of, uh, like this? Now, when we're having classes in this building right here and look out the window, what are we going to see? One of these? Oh, I guess they're left off by mistake. Now, where are the benches and trees over there where we used to have classes when it got hot? Well, you won't have to sit outside anymore. The whole school will be air-conditioned. Oh, that's right. Who needs benches and trees? We'll just put up another oil rig. What are you trying to say, young man? What I'm trying to say is that CalStar Oil is right. Not taking something out of the ground. They're helping put a lot more back in. Jesse? Yesterday, because of your oil spill, we put 20 dead animals back into the ground. Well, we're sorry about that. Now, it was an accident, and we cleaned it up. Yeah, but can you guarantee that it won't happen again? Yeah. yeah. There are no guarantees, but we'll yes, make Yes, but what happens if there's a bigger accident, and oil gets over everything, just like this? Oh. Young man, this is outrageous. You give me that. Look at this. I'm covered with oil. Well, it was an accident, sir. But at least you'll be alive when you clean it off. See, sir... I wanted a bigger and better Bayside more than anybody. Even more than you, Mr. Grayson. But us kids don't want to pay that price. We don't want to go to school in an oil field. Another excellent scene here. Very good. I, I like the little... I like how Zach just places the little... The little coney... The, you know, the, you know the, like the previous thing that Jesse and them uh, chain themselves to, but even more miniature versions of it. Just like stick sticks it to the oil, dude. It was great. And, cause, and I was watching this, and it, I, it never occurred to me back in the day when I watched this episode, but it occurred to me while watching it for this episode of Bayside Buddies, com that Zach and company, Zach, Slater, Jesse, Kelly and them, they're, they're coming to the end of their time at Bayside. So by the time the project of fancifying, you know, riching up the school is done, Zach and everybody will have long since graduated. So, so Zach made a good point that 
they're just going to see a bunch of the oil things sticking out of the ground. They're not going to get to enjoy the new football field and all this stuff. They're going to be long gone. It's not going to, it's not like it's going to take a couple months to build this. Take a few years to to do what they plan on doing. And Zach and them will be gone. Like, come on, man. Anyway, building says that he thinks that they all know now how the voting should go. He tells everybody that they already have a better Bayside and they didn't know it until now. He pretty much tells the oil guy to, the oil guy to piss off. The gang all gives each other a high five. We get the freeze frame and the credits on a classic episode. Very short synopsis, I know, but hey, man, work, work, work. I'm an essential worker, but still a classic, excellent episode. Very emotional, especially when uh, Zach brings in, uh, uh, well, I'm sure it wasn't an actual dead duck, but still it was, uh, it, it did what it hit the spot. It did what it needed to do. Screech consoling him. Very good. Zach's speech to the oil representative was great. (sighs) <sighs> great, great, great. But yeah, they wouldn't have... They would... Like... It, 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 the kids of the reboot would have been able to enjoy all the new stuff with if they went ahead with the uh, plans. Maybe they did, for all I know. I haven't watched any of the reboot or the... I don't even know. Well, I'll just call it a reboot. That's what everybody's calling it. I haven't watched any of it, so for all I know, maybe they changed their mind. And they went ahead with the drilling. I mean, bloody hell. You can't tell me that these oil tycoons, after hearing of a friggin' batch or what what do they call a thing of oil under the ground a batch uh a a pool and whatever it's called you can't tell me that oil tycoons upon hearing that there's a bunch of oil somewhere just waiting to be harvested that they wouldn't do everything in their power all the way up to friggin' talking to a friggin' governor or senator of the state wouldn't do everything they can to get their hands on that shit so who knows so maybe they changed their mind got some of that uh, oil cash and uh, Zach and them didn't get in on it. Oh, well, what you going to do? Anyway, that was Pipe Dreams, a classic, excellent episode. One of my favorites. Very well. I like when they do the emotional stuff. Ah, screech. Rest in peace, Dustin Diamond. Anyway, now let's move on. Season 3, episode 12. This one is entitled The Last Weekend. Air date also October 26, 1991. This is the finale of the Malibu Sands storyline. Where we head, we head back to Malibu Sands, and Mr. Kurosi is going over the plans for the end of season Luau. And he tells the group that they're not allowed to accept tips from members at the Luau. But if they do, the club, aka Kurosi, is entitled to 10% of their tips, to which Kelly replies, is mean and nasty. <laughs> oh, Kelly's great. Again, just, like I said a few episodes ago. Why, like that Jeff idiot? Who 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 cheats on Kelly Kapowski for crying out loud? Idiot! I'll tell you who. Idiot's named Jeff. So anyway, Stacy warms her dad up, and he agrees to let employees keep all their tips, and he says to consider it a bonus. And we then go to the employee lounge, and Zach is there, uh, chilling out, reading a magazine, and there's two extras who are portraying employees. They're also in the the uh, employee lounge. Stacy, Leah Remini, the awesome Leah Remini, arrives and she she starts chastising Zach and yelling at him and accuses him of giving a member mayonnaise instead of suntan lotion. And she angrily threatens to fire Zach as the two unnamed employees get uneasy and they leave. After they leave, Stacy does a 180 and she turns into a seductress. And she and Zach kiss as the girls in the live studio audience go, Woo! Zach, uh... 
He says he's feeling a bit down because the summer is ending and Stacy's heading back to New York in two days. They kiss again and the girls in the audience go, Woo! And Mr. Carosi arrives. And he catches Zach and Stacy kissing and he tells them to get back to work. He tells his daughter that he doesn't want her to see Zach again. And that's the end of it. I can't imagine, I mean, I'm a single dude, never married, no kids. If I had a daughter, I can't imagine what my reaction would be if I walked in on my daughter making out with a making out with a dude. That just I would probably uh, I probably do the old school dad thing and get the baseball bat because <laughs> I'm a dude. I know how dudes think. Just saying. Anyway, we then go to the beach where Slater and Kelly are guarding life. They complain that it's a slow day as an old lady club member arrives and she flirts with Slater. She asks him to. Do that thing one last time and Slater agrees and he does a double bicep pose as the girls in the studio audience go, woo! (laughs) The lady kisses Slater on the cheek, gives him a check and she leaves. Slater takes the, well, gives him an envelope. Slater takes a check out of the envelope and he, he just, he just marks out. He's just pumped because it's $50. Yeah, $50. I know it's 1991, but $50. Can you, what can you, what could you have done with 50 bucks back in 1991? Well, definitely a lot more than you do with it now, but still, I mean, is it really that much of a reason to mark out the way Slater did? I don't know. Anyway, Slater is suddenly hit in the head with a frisbee, and he looks around to see where it came from, but he can't figure it out. But there's a note stuck to the frisbee, and it's for Slater, saying that somebody has noticed him all summer. And thinks that he's a hunk rama As the girls in the audience go, Woo! And Slater wonders who's, who it could be. Just then a kid arrives, a little kid, and he tells Slater that he tells Slater and Kelly that his friend is getting beaten up behind the snack bar. And Slater runs off to check it out. After doing so, the kid calls Slater a doofus and he starts hitting on Kelly. And the kid says that he's 11 years old and he gives Kelly his phone number and he leaves. <laughs> Slater then returns and he says that there was no fight and he wants to know where the kid is. Kelly tells Slater that that was no kid, that was the next Zach Morris. We then go back inside to the club's reception area and Jesse is showing off a diagram of a sandcastle for the sand sculpture competition. And Zach suggests that all the members get together to and build one big sandcastle and Stacy and Jesse agree it's a good idea. I personally, I mean, it's, I, it's been forever since I'd hung out on a beach. Well, I did go for a walk on a beach when I was hanging out with my dad two years ago in, in uh, Wasaga Beach up north here in Ontario. But not, I, I, I'm talking about just sitting and chilling on a beach and building sandcastles. But, but uh, yeah, those some of those sand sculptures that people are able to make are just amazing. Every year, well, every year except for 2020, and who knows about this year, we have the Canadian National Exhibition here in Toronto, the the CNE, as it's called, it's been going on for over 100 years, and one of the displays is uh, uh, a bunch of sand sculptures, and they're just amazing, man, what these, what, uh, what, what people, what humanity, or as Justin Trudeau and his freaking hair would put it, people kind... Idiot! What 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 we can do when we just put our minds and effort into it? It's amazing, you know. Think about that before you go on social media and piss and moan about how miserable your life is. Just saying. 
Anyway, uh, Jesse and Stacy like the idea to build a big castle, and uh, Mr. Carosi then arrives, and he finds Stacy and Zach hanging out together again, and he doesn't like it, and he grounds Stacy. Stacy says that she that he, that he, he can't ground her. She's just gonna run away, or she's gonna leave home. She, did she, I don't remember. Did she say run away? I think she just says she's gonna leave. Anyway, she runs away, and she asks Jesse if she can move in with her, Kelly, and, and uh, Lisa. And then we get a commercial break. But that, that's kind of weird. I mean, Lisa's parents' beach house is is on Malibu Sands property, but then again, it's. It's rented by Lisa's parents, so Kurosi has no say as to whether his daughter can stay there, but surely there's uh, I don't know. It, it, that was just kind of weird as now I think about it. Anyway, after the break, club members are forming a large mound of sand in preparation for their giant sand castle. They start to get to work, and little Billy, the 11-year-old kid, asks Kelly to be his date at his Little League banquet as he's... Uh, Slugger of the year, I think it was. Kelly turns him down, just breaks his heart, <laughs> telling him that she can't go out with him because he's just a little boy. <laughs> Billy rightfully gets destroyed. I mean, talking Ralph Wiggum in that friggin' Valentine's Day episode of The Simpsons destroyed. Man. I mean, I, I, mean, I know obviously an 11 year old can't go out with. Let's. How old was the Kelly character here? Maybe 16. Obviously, an 11-year-old and a 16-year-old can't go out, but but damn, you freaking just tell... If, if an 11-year-old, if you're 16 and an 11-year-old comes up to you and has got a crush on you, and you let them down by saying right to their face, I can't go out with you. You're just a little boy or a little girl. It's like, oh, come on, Kelly, you gotta be better than that. <laughs> anyway, little Billy gets sad. He puts his head down and he walks off all slow. The group then continues working on the castle when a remote control truck starts banging into Slater's feet. He picks it up and he finds a note attached to it saying that somebody really wants to meet him but they're they're too scared or too shy. But they love him. And then Slater yells out and he wants to know who loves him. And Screech speaks out and he says that he loves Slater but only as a friend. <laughs> because Screech is great. <laughs> Mr. Kurosi then arrives to check on things, and Zach tells him that the castle was Stacy's idea. And as a result of that, Kurosi says that he doesn't like it, and he leaves. <laughs> Kurosi's a dumbass. And later that night, Zach and Stacy are sitting in a jeep on the beach, and Stacy is feeling down because it's her last day with her dad. And Zach reminds her, like Yuhu, it's also your last day with me. And Stacy says, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> Exactly, man. Leah Remini, man. You're awesome. Have a little feeling. I mean, I know it's your dad and all, but come on, man. Especially these days, Lisa Remini is a gorgeous woman. Have have some feeling for those of us who think Lisa Leah Remini is phenomenally hot. Just saying. Sorry, not sorry for calling her hot, Jesse people. Anyway, Lisa's down because it's her last day with her dad. And she hates fighting with her dad. And Zach suggests to Stacy that she just make up with her dad. And Stacy gets... Did I call Stacy Lisa a second ago? I don't know. Anyway, Stacy Stacy's offended by this. And she's asked Zach whose side he's on. And Zach says that he's on her side. Zach then becomes a little down because Stacy's mind is elsewhere. And he just wants her to be happy. The next morning, Zach tries to talk to Mr. Kurosi. But Kurosi doesn't have anything to say. Zach tells him that the one thing that they have in common 
is that they both love Stacy, which six Mr. Kurosi out. Which, uh, I mean, as I said, I don't have any kids, but if I did have a, have a daughter, I can imagine if some uh, dude came to me. I'm not talking about adult dude. I'm talking about teenage dude. If some teenage dude came to me and said, hey, uh, hey, Nerby, I love your daughter. Grab the baseball bat. <laughs> Just saying. I'm a dude. I know how we think. <laughs> anyway, Kurosi doesn't budge until he realizes that after the luau, he won't see Stacy again until next summer. He then storms off, sees a random employee, and f- tells him he's fired. <laughs> And continues storming off as we get a commercial. And after the break, Mr. Kurosi goes on a rampage in the kitchen when Zack arrives and tells him that he's needed in the lounge for a staff picture. And Kurosi's not interested until Zack tells him that Stacy's going to be upset because she really wanted him in the picture. And Kurosi then agrees and fixes his hair. Hair being hair, singular. Not that he's totally bald, but yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, we th- we then head to the lounge and find out that Zach came up with a plan to have Stacy and her dad make up by having Jesse tell Stacy that her dad wants her to be in the staff picture. Stacy arrives and they all organize for the shot, the group photo. Zach, who's taking the picture, then starts to shuffle the group around until Stacy and her dad are standing next to each other. And then one by one and then two by two, members of the group start leaving the pose until it's just Stacy and her dad standing alone together. So, heard you wanted me in a picture. Me? Zach said you wanted me in it. Zach? I think we've been set up, Dad. <laughs> Little con artist. Probably got us together so we'd start talking. We are talking. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's so sweet. All he cared about was getting us back together. Honey, I'm... I'm sorry. It was wrong of me to tell you who to go out with. I'm sorry I ran away. That doesn't solve anything. Come here, honey bunny. Okay, Papa Bear. Hold that pose. Huh? (laughs) Pretty sneaky, Morris. Let me just say this, man. There were only six episodes of the Malibu Sands storyline of Saved by the Bell, but even though there were only that many episodes, the writing and the character development was so well done that even I felt a little, aww, when, you know, when Stacy and her dad made up. Um, I mean, of course, they could have left that Adam's Apple boy out a few episodes back, but I digress, or at least I try to digress as I sit here literally rubbing my Adam's Apple Try not to be sicked out by that friggin' dude. Damn, that dude was gross. Go back and look at him. Or try not to. You might... You don't want to turn to stone. Anyway, we, we then go to the unveiling of the employee sandcastle, and it looks awesome. And Mr. Kurosi is impressed, as was I. Suddenly, we hear a cry for help. And it's coming from a swimmer who's struggling out in the water. Slater, upon realizing that it's a chick, his words... Rushes out to rescue the chick, his words. And when he gets closer to her, the girl stands right up as she was only in a couple feet of water, maybe like two feet. And it's Slater's secret admirer, played by Denise Richards. Of, um, I know her from the episode of Seinfeld with the, the cleavage. And, uh, she, I think she was also married to, uh, uh, what's that, that psycho's name? 
Sheen, Charlie Sheen. But uh, she was also in uh, Wild Things with Nev Campbell and company. That was a great movie. I haven't watched that in a while. Anyways, Denise Richards, and she she reveals who she is to Slater that she is the secret admirer. And uh, she didn't know how to talk to Slater. Slater is happy that she talked to him, and he asks her to be his date for the luau. And she agrees, and Slater, she asks, uh, can can you finish rescuing me? Slater says, sure. He picks her up to carry her back to shore as the girls in the audience go, Woo! We then go to the luau that night where we see every a bunch of people dancing, including uh, Screech and Kelly who are dancing together. Screech is doing you know wacky Screech dances while Kelly's digging it and she's doing her own version of wacky dances. I don't think it's possible for Tiffany Amber Theason, a.k.a. Kelly Kapowski, to go as chaotic as... Uh, Screech, but she did her best and it was well done. It was good to see these two dancing together. It was cool. Anyway, Slater introduces the group to the girl played by Denise Richard, Richards, and her name is Cynthia. And Slater tells us that Cynthia has just moved to town and she's going to be attending Bayside. Yep, so we'll be seeing more of her. Also known as this was a one shot appearance. <laughs> Which is unfortunate, man. Denise Richards was would, would be perfect cast for Saved by the Bell, man. She's got that uh, that good looking, you know, the girls at the, the girls at Bayside, the main girls anyway. They're they're very good looking girls, so she would have fit right in. But maybe upon doing this one shot appearance, uh, Denise Richards got Richards uh, got a ton of offers, and she was like, "Yeah, screw you, screw Bayside," and she like, maybe she just changed her mind and went to Valley. Anyway, Kelly then notices little Billy eating alone on the beach, and she joins him, and she says that she wants to be friends, and Billy agrees, because, well, you got no other choice. So Billy got friend-zoned by Kelly Kapowski. Well, it's better to be friend-zoned by Kelly Kapowski than to uh, not be zoned at all, I guess, by Kelly Kapowski. So well done, Billy. And Billy asks Kelly if he can call her when when he's 17, and Kelly says, you better. Yeah, I'm sure that'll work out. (laughs) Kelly will be maybe married to Zach by then. Who knows? Anyway, Kerosi then gives a speech to the staff and thanks them for a job well done all summer. And he welcomes all of them back next year. He then heads off to talk to Zach and he tells Zach that uh, when he said everybody's invited back, he especially meant Zach. And they shake hands. Well, not yet, but eventually they they do stuff. Anyway, Kurosi returns the tips that he apparently stiffed Zach on all summer. And uh, he and Zach hug. The audience goes, aw. Even I was a little aw at that, that. As I said, man, very good character development and uh, writing and acting. You got to give credit to the actors. They pull it off as well. Kurosi then tells Zach that Stacy's waiting to see him. And Zach heads off. So... You're really going to leave, huh? Yeah. Dad's taking me to the airport in a few minutes. Can't believe you're not going to be here tomorrow. <sighs> me neither. What am I going to do without you? Well, I'll be back for Thanksgiving, and maybe you can come east for Christmas. That's right. Every day. Love you. 
Bye. Again, great writing and character development for the Malibu Sands storyline. Great, very well acted by the actors, Leah Remini and the dude who played Mr. Carosi. Very well done. Six episodes. Not that that's hard to do. I mean, there's movies that are two hours long. And they get you heavily, heavily emotionally involved. So, just saying. Anyway, I mean, because there's some characters that you just couldn't get into in some TV shows. I mean, they didn't even let us get into Denise Richards. Uh, that didn't sound good, did it? Anyway, <laughs> uh, so but yeah, it got me a little choked up. Even I, yeah, I, even I got a little choked up uh, when Zach and Stacy said goodbye. Even though I think Zach, the right pairing is Zach and Kelly, but it worked. Leah Remini and uh, Mark Paul uh, Morris. I gotta figure out how to pronounce his name. It's probably not as hard as I think it is. Anyway, they both did a good job. So well done. So we then go to the next morning as Zach is sitting alone on the beach, looking like he's posing for a uh, solo love ballad album. <laughs> he's then joined by Jesse, who, ha- who asks him if he needs a friend, and Zach says that it wouldn't hurt. Slater and the others arrive, and they ask Zach if he'd like five friends. They all get up and they walk off together, and we get the credits. Only six episodes of Malibu Sands Universe, but damn, it was very well done by the writers and the actors. You gotta credit the actors too, not just the writers. A great actor can make even the worst writing very good, very, very well done. So that was, that was the last summer. That was the end of these Malibu Sands Universes. Next time, we're going back full time to the original Saved by the Bell universe. The next episode of Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast, serialandgrapejuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be taking a look at episodes of season three. Well, it's not season. Season three. Episodes 13 and 14. Entitled, it's a two-parter. Two more classic. We're getting into the real. All the episodes are great, but the later episodes are my favorite. Next episodes are... The Wicked Stepbrother, Parts 1 and 2, Jesse's Stepbrother from New York. The dude who plays this brother, excellent, man. What a great natural actor. We'll get to that next episode. Anyway, that was Saved by the Bell, a Saved by the Bell podcast. No, Bayside Buddy Clown. Bloody hell. Use your brain. That was Bayside Buddy, a Saved by the Bell podcast, episode 23. Join me next time for episode 24. As again, probably still going to do the half-ass thing. It's it's coronavirus. I'm an essential worker. I'm a veteran where I work. I'm heavily needed. I'm not patting myself on the back. Pat, pat, pat. But, hey man. Nairby's the king wherever Nairby goes. Just saying. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IamNairby. Also on Twitch, that's NairbyDo, N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. Follow me there because there's nothing more entertaining than watching somebody else play video games on Twitch, and we will see you next time. Share the love, and uh, yeah, so farewell, Stacy, farewell, Mr. Carosi, and especially farewell to Cynthia. We hardly knew you. <laughs> I wonder what the plans were for her as I ramble on. Like, did they actually have plans for her? They must have. Why would they wait until the final episodes of the Malibu Sands universe? To introduce this girl who had maybe two minutes of screen time and, and then that's it. I don't know. Think about it. We'll see you next time for The Wicked Stepbrother, Episodes 1 and 2. Part 1 and 2. Have a lovely day. <laughs>